and the podcast has commenced. We are back here again. And as always, like always, like like I've commenced this podcast for the last two years and a half, we shall commence, we shall begin with a quote that touched my heart, that quivered my soul, that made me really rethink my position in this world. And today's quote comes from Shaquis and a song that he did with T.K. Kravitz, which when I first heard that name, I was surprised when I looked up his name and found out that that was a Negro. T.K. Kravitz, I thought he was a Jewish man. But regardless regardless of my racist assumptions by how Hanukkah-esque his name sounded, we will talk about the quote comes from this song, Ocean. And it comes from a, it comes from a quote where Jacquees said in the song, he said, My name, she moaning it, yeah. And if you feel it like I feel it, just admit it, baby, yeah. And the reason why... That utterly sec- overly uh, sexual sentence caught my attention was because I'm assuming that the woman that he's waxing poetic about as he's breaking down her curves in the bedroom, I'm going to assume the woman he's talking about is of Negro descent, African-American, be she of the lighter shade or the darker shade or the middle ground. Shout out to my grizzly bear fur shade women out there. <laughs> um, black women have a tendency more than any other woman to really put on the front like they ain't feeling you. I've met so many. I feel like every other black girl that I met who had a boyfriend, when I asked them like how they met her, etc., you know, whatever, whatnot, 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 and we talk about them, I felt like eighty nine percent of the conversation was her reassuring me that her letting me know that you know I didn't even really like him like that. For I didn't even I didn't think he was that that term I heard. He ain't too cute. He ain't too ugly. I've always heard that from black women. You know, I mean, I, I, I met Tyreek, you feel me? And, you know, he wasn't too cute. He wasn't too ugly. You feel me? He was he was working at McDonald's. He was shiftly. So, I <laughs> shout out to all my homies out there who are shiftly. Excuse me. Shout out to all my homies out there who are shiftly that lie to, lie to their girlfriends and say, um, instead of they the manager. That's a, I'm actually make a little small clip about that. Let me write that down. Shift leaders versus manager. Yeah, shout out to all my homies out there who pretends on it when they first meet their, when they first make their, when they're making their romantic advances against young women and let them know, oh, we're shit fleas. But anyway, what's been going on? Shout out to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Shout out to everybody who's part of the family. Shout out to everybody who really rocking with the young boy. We are here. We are live again. What's going on with you? And shout out to Jacquees. Jacquees is actually, I know it's a lot of, I know it's popular right now to feel a type of way towards Jacquees because he's kind of like the, um, I don't know what you would say. I don't know. He's kind of like the, uh, what would you say? Like the, who stole from who? Was it Microsoft that stole from Apple or Apple that stole from Microsoft? I think Apple stole from Microsoft. Okay. He's the Steve Jobs of music right now. <laughs> I don't know who the, I don't even know if Steve Jobs has any descendants, but I know they finna be in my comments. Listen here, buddy. I'm fucking destroy your, I share your iCloud and show those nude pics. Show. I have nothing to say and nothing to be ashamed of. But uh, shout out to the homie Jack Weeks. He actually makes very, very dope music. Um, I know it's a lot of critique against him because, well, after that whole LMI, LMI, LMI situation where he took Trip and remixed it. And I know he's basically had a career of doing, I don't really. The main critique I hear against Jacquees is he can't make his own soundtracks and he's just stealing other people's music. But him being a dude who comes from my age generation, 
That's how all of us more or less came up in the game. I'm not a musician, but I'm talking about most people who came up in that YouTube realm, like the William Sings, the William Sings, they come up doing covers. I listen to William Sings. Look him up, Will Sing on YouTube. Boy, that New, that New Zealander knows how to sound like a. I'm telling you, he that boy. I've been listening. Any anybody out there, that boy can sing. But the majority of the music that he le- um, the majority of the music that he releases on YouTube is generally covers. He did this cover of Jagged Edge, "Let's Get Married." Man, if I wasn't scared that it would, that he would that that it would be copyrighted, I would play it in this. It was, that song was "Let's Get Married, Baby, Let's Get Married." He really just sang. He's really talented, but he's built his following off of doing that. Only difference is between only difference between him and Jacques is I think he's not necessarily like he's YouTube famous, and that's the thing. He's YouTube famous. Jacquees is Jacquees is urban famous in the urban realm, hip hop famous, and I can't really knock him because that, like I said, that's the way that a lot of them got on. And he's he makes he makes some good songs by himself. But see, it's so hard because I don't know what songs by Jacquees are just songs that he created from his own brainchild, no inspiration from nobody. Versus songs like that one song, beat my favorite song by him initially was that song B E D, which was a remix of. Um, um, I can read your mind by Avant that I know you want to love, know you want to see in my BED. Grind it slow. Hold on, real quick. Hold on. Hold on, real quick. Somebody's trying to send me a message. 2150. I have no idea who 2150 is, but anyway, that might be a gang. Let me leave him alone. But um, in my BED, grind it slowly. I know you want to love. Let me go see what you're talking about. It might be funk. I might got funk with a group. It might be ED. Grinding slowly. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, it was some BS. I'm not sharing this video. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah and he, it was dope, but I mean, but then, but then. We can take that conversation, we can take that conversation, break it down, and have a bigger one where we can kind of talk about, have a conversation about how much, how much of it is stealing versus how much of it is you simply being inspired by the music and wanting to make a better version of it. You know what I'm saying? And I bring that up, I had a conversation with somebody else about this on, um, and I was talking about Harry Potter. And I was saying how most people see Harry Potter as an original, original art. Like it was so unique because I had all these different characters. Everybody felt like it was just so unique. It, if everybody took that and felt like it was one of the most great books because they felt like it. Um, well, people look at. OK, put it like this. Nobody looks at, at the world of Harry Potter and looks at it as something that was plagiarized, which means stolen for those of you guys who didn't make it past eighth grade. Nobody looks at the at the work and the literature of Harry Potter and the Harry Potter movies and think that that was stolen from somebody else. But then you can kind of but then you can kind of argue. And I don't believe this, but I'm just saying you can make a case and you can argue that the idea of witches, the idea of goblins, all this comes from stories and animals that were written about in Norse mythology or Greek mythology. How she has the mermaids in it. That's an aspect of Celtic mythology, I think. So. You can argue that she, she she drew her inspiration from something. Although, but you know what I'm saying? Like, she drew her inspiration from somewhere. So, would you call that stealing? You know, it's the same thing with the music, you know. 
Hey, there's so many. There's a rapper right. There's a singer out right now called Summer Walker whose music I actually do like. I like a few of her songs. I like Girls Need Love and I like Session Thirty Two. Threw away your love letters. I thought that make me feel better. I finally got you out of my bed, but I just can't get you out of my head. That's a, that should have been the quote for this goddamn episode. But when I listen to her, her look. The content of her music, the way she sounds, is just like a, just obviously so much fruit off a scissors tree. Like, you listen to a scissors song, you listen to a Summer Walker song, it more or less sounds the same, more or less. And the reason why I was never that critical about it was because if you know music like I know music, if you are aware of the differences and changes that comes within different times of music and yada yada this, yada that, then you'll know that a lot of the time, whatever is whatever is the popular sound at that moment, whatever is the sound that everybody's kind of um, the sound that everybody's replicate, the sound that is the most popular sound at that moment is generally replicated, and everybody's trying to do it. So, of course, you're going to see a lot of baby scissors pop up. Of course, you're going to see a lot of baby tigers. A lot of not baby tigers, for example. A lot of baby Cardi B's pop up. A lot of baby. Um, it's the same thing when you come to this California. 89% or 99% of the rappers that come out of Northern California, just California in general, they more or less sound the same. Free the bitch. Free the bitch. Like they all sound like they're trying to be a, a compilation of Too Short, Sugar Free, and E40. All in one. It's always like they all, to me, they all, they all sound the same. Like you can see. All right. You can listen to all. You can listen to all their music and see where. Okay, yeah, I can see. I can see we. I can see where you get your infor, infor, inf, in, inspiration to be a gangbanger, Tyrone. I can see where. You, I can see where where you were misguided. At. I, I understand now, but like it's and it's. Um, I want to say it's sad. It ain't nothing. It's not sad. It's just. It's just, it's just a game. I mean, they, I understand. They see they see a style of music. They see a sound that's working, that's working, that's garnering success, that's paying the bills for that artist. So they want to mimic that. And I mean, so I don't know. So I, I guess I say all that to say this: leave Lil Jacquees alone. God bless his heart. He's just out there. He's just out there trying to be somebody, you know. And a, and the funny thing about it is, a lot of his covers be good. Like that LMI LMA trip song, the, his his remix, um, his music a trip or. I gotta ride with my gun on safety so I don't go shooting with your nigga B. I think I quoted this on I think I quoted that on this podcast one time. That is a that man. Let me tell you something. I gotta ride with my gun on safety so I don't go shooting with your nigga B. Man, let me tell you. If you have never been in love, <laughs> if you have never wanted to execute the lover, that the the lover of the woman who you have who you have romantic feelings for, then you've never known love, brother. Never known love. Like I, that 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 verse right there, that verse right there, because I don't go shooting with your be. I liked it, and I'm and I'm gonna tell you, it's funny. It's like I like his version of it better than LMA's version, which I like. I think LMA is cool. I I just didn't. I'll be real. I'm gonna keep. I gotta keep it all the way on. I'm just. I'm gonna just keep it a buck. I think LMA is. I think LMA is a very, very talented singer. It's just. I don't. Most of her sound is. It's just not for me. I'm not. I'm not really connected. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think she sounds good. It's just. It's not for me. I don't feel it. But I think with Jacquees, when he had his version of Trip, the reason why. <clears throat> excuse me. 
the reason why I connected with it on a primal level is because I've been there before. I've been to those moments where I really loved the woman and she chose up on me, chose up some other Negro who I felt was uglier or shorter or did not have a voice that vibrated her vagina walls like mine does. And I felt slighted. I felt jaded. I felt upset. Now I will tell you, I'm going to tell you one. No, I'm going to tell you one. Uh, he calls them Quee mix, K mixes, Quee mixes. I don't know what to call them. I'm gonna tell you one goddamn Ke- uh, Kellogg's Kellogg's mix he made that sounded terrible was that goddamn Jaded remix he did a song Drake song Jaded. That was terrible. That was terrible. He had to be shot for that shit. Now, let me tell you something. J- Jacquees over here, uh, LMA over here tripping about her little song. Her her version even wasn't that dope. His song that he that little f up that he did over J over uh, Drake's uh, Jaded. He need to be shot for that. That was terrible. Yes, I'm fading. Yes, I'm fading. I was like, Nick, no, no, hey, 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 Jacquees, 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 Jacquees. This ain't it. Like, bro, like, it's like, it's, it's bro, like, this, not, no, like, no, no. But he's still dope. You know, he's still, he's dope. He's dope. He's dope. I mean, my favorite songs by him are That Trip Remix, Who's, um, BED, of course, and Ocean with him and TK Kravitz. Those are my favorite songs by him. He does a good job. Oh, no. Let me tell you something. So, yesterday I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out to Joe and everybody else who happens to have the last name Budden. I've never heard of that last name until I was made aware of his of his fame, Buddens. Never met anybody named Mike Budden. Demetrius Button, no, nobody else named Button. I bring that up because most people who have a last name I've heard before. I've heard of Moros, I've heard of Thomases, I've heard of, I've heard of Schultz. I've never heard of Button before. I feel like that was made up. But um, <clears throat> he recommended on the podcast that his listeners check out the Her album, and I was like, you know, let me check out and see what he was talking about. And one of his main critiques about the album, he was like, I'm wondering, so this girl only 21 years old. What's she going through? What she didn't been through in her life that she can talk about stuff like that on talk about talk talk she was talking about on that on that uh, album. And me being who I am, because I want to proof proof uh, proof listen to songs, proof listen to songs. I was like, you know what? Let me check and see what he's talking about because I'm I am curious. What does he mean, man? When I tell you that that man, let me put it you like this: that song. Had me in my feels on a totally different level. It was a mate. It was just that album is just that album. Sorry, small error in the audio. But anyway, yeah, her album was just you know an album is of you know an album is of the most amazing quality when you can't make it past the first three songs. Like when you just had the first three songs on repeat, you can't help me. Is one of the tracks, and also, I'm not okay. Carried, I'm not that song. I'm not okay. That illustrated exactly the point that I am at in my life right now, sitting in this chair talking to you at this table. Because, bro, like, man, I'm just meant to like. Because I've, I've I've put some very questionable. I, I'm, I'm gonna be open with my audience. I like to be open with my audience. I have put some very questionable posts on my Facebook and my Twitter, where my family tends to congregate at. They only pay attention to the negative stuff. They don't pay attention to the positive stuff. But with that being said, and they were worrying because I put some very hinting to suicidal kind of quotes on there because I've just been really been dealing with a lot. 
And they all were like, you know, what's going on? Like, what was what, like, they're, and the guy, they're coming from a good place. And I was telling him, like, this isn't something that you can help me with. And that was her song where she says, you can't help me. Of course, she's talking about something totally different. I think she's talking about having, uh, being insecure and dealing with your insecurities in a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And him being able to help her in that sense. But I was like, with me, it's like, man, like, I'm sorry, but just you can't help me with this struggle. This, this mental dilemma that I'm dealing with right now. You can't help me with this, and I appreciate your care. God knows on earth I appreciate that you love me, but right now, you can't help me. This is an insecurity that I'm dealing with when it comes to my career and what I'm doing with life. This is something where I'm feeling like I'm feeling it. I'm feeling at my pure, I'm feeling at the base level reason for me to exist in this world. I feel like I'm failing at that, which is to be a broadcaster, podcast, etc., whatever the title be at the moment. So... And I was just telling them, oh, like, bro, I, lo- I love that you guys care about me. But at the end of the day, like, you can't help me. I, I, you know, so that album really, those first three songs, I haven't made it past the first four. It's like seven or eight tracks on that album. But check it out. The album's called I Used to Know Her Part Two. Very pristine, magnificent album. Very, very talented artist. The very first time I heard of her was last year when I first really got into the Daniel Caesar fandom. And on that song, Best Part, I want you to see how beautiful I'm on I'm on And I just fell in love with her music, man. I fell in love with her music. I fell in love with her movement. She is just a very, very talented artist and I think I think she, I think she deserves to be where she's at in life. So shout out to her; she's doing good now. Um, and I guess we can close the episode on this. Ooh. Hold on, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There we go. Okay, sorry. The microphone stand is uh ghetto rigged into staying in place. So uh, with that being said, um. I promised myself I was going to stop touching on top politics in this podcast for a while because it just was making my brain hurt. I want to get back to talking about the more quirky kind of aspects of life. And what occurred yesterday, you know what? I don't even know if this is the time to talk about it because I feel like it'd be, I feel like it would be a long conversation and I don't feel like it's one that I could have here. Um, I could have here in death. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Let's just get into it. Um, I have refrained from being highly critical of Trump for the last about a year because I didn't want to get into the whole bandwagon of liberal, um, uh, liberal referees who call plays and call fouls on all things immoral or moral and how they deem them. So I have been reluctant to say whatever, whatnot against him. I've, I've expressed my opinions when he's done dumb stuff. But I've always kind of I've, I've see my relationship with Donald Trump has always been this. As far as him as being an immoral person, I always felt I couldn't really talk that much mess about him because I'm not a crazy person. Like I don't go out trying to fight people or cuss people out. But I am one of those people who's a jokester, who's a goof off, a goof troop. And because of that, that's gotten to me into my tongue has gotten gotten me in so many buckets of ish. She don't even know. It's been so many times. I have historically always been that guy who somebody would take to the side and say, 
Hey, man, JT, you really shouldn't have said that. Hey, Joseph, that was so offensive. You really shouldn't have said that. And most people who have a strong sense of humor, who have a really strong or combative personality, can understand that. I'm not combative. I'm just using those examples. So when I see people who are judged off of saying crazy top, crazy things or making just doing more or less deplorable acts of behavior, I kind of always, I always kind of, I'm always kind of like, bro, how much ish can I really talk? How much how much can I really just look down on him because I get in trouble for that? I got fed up with it with this election, with the mid-elections, when last week I started going through Trump. And I've always been aware of this, but it just pissed me off last week. And then this what happened yesterday really got to me. The thing I hate about Trump so much is how he can just outrightly lie and he can just outright lie and nobody pays attention to that. I hate the fact that he'll outright lie. His press secretary, press secretary, Sarah Sanders will outright lie. She outright lied yesterday and said, some of you guys saw the video that I put on Twitter and on uh, Facebook about this. She literally released a whole post saying uh, one of the uh, reporters from CNN had placed his hands on a woman aggressively, like almost in an assault type of way. You watch the video. He did nothing of the sort, nothing of the sort. Didn't even shove it. This woman tried to grab the microphone out of his hand. Now, he was being a dummy. He was being dummy for holding on to the mic. Like, I, that was one thing. I'm going to tell you, Jim Acosta, if you listen to this podcast, that was one mistake you did make, and I'm going to tell you right now. If a man don't want to talk to you anymore, just leave the goddamn man alone. He obviously don't like you. Like, you, you pissed him off. The, the funniest part about that video I didn't even get to touch on was the point where he still kept asking and Trump walked from behind the podium like he's about to walk to Jim, uh, Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta sat back down. I was like, is Trump about to swing on a reporter? Bruh, I'm going to tell you straight up. I think Trump is, I, I'm honest with you, I think he's racist. I think he's crazy. I think he's immoral. Had he just swung on a reporter at a live press conference, that might have got all of black black America behind him. That events of been some gangsta job. <laughs> a lot of you, bro. That is, that had that that have made me laugh. That have made me, that have made me a Trump supporter from a very unhealthy spot. Like, that had me weak. Um, But yeah, I, I. I felt some type of way, bro, because I was like, I don't like how these people can just get online, get on stage, get on the platform, get on the podium, put a microphone two inches away from their lips and just lie. She lied against this man. He lied. And then she released some like we. <sighs> we live in a day and age where free speech is being criticized is where free speech is being more or less. um babysitted or um i don't know like we live in a day and age where i have been kind of leaning to the right side of things where i feel like liberals and the democrats are being too morally morally critical of certain things but now i'm at the point right now where <sighs> i'm really at the point right now where i'm just through with trump i'll be real with you I don't like how he can just outright lie. Nobody has an issue with it. Just like just with every single thing he does, he released a video the other day when that one guy, Lucas, which McCall, this Mexican guy who was an illegal immigrant, he crossed over the border. He killed two or three cops in um, in Sacramento four years ago, and he can go to hell as far as I can say. He can rest in piss. I give no f's about him. But I didn't like that Trump released a video of his sentencing where the guy was basically saying, yeah, I'm going to kill the cop and I'll kill another. I'll kill him. I'll kill the the, uh, the green, the dude dressed in green from Lucky Charms. I don't like that Trump released a video of that and said Democrats let him in. Democrats let him in. 
What are you talking about? No, he did. What are you? What are you talk? What are you talking about? He snuck in and he got sent back. He that ain't Democrats. He just he just he just good at sneaking over the border. You know, it's just a game. Like you're you're. That's crazy to put that out. That's crazy propaganda. And as far as the people on the right too, on the left too, because they put out some crazy statements too. I think the real issue we have when it comes to immigration, when it comes to most when it comes to most things, is. Republicans are insensitive to other people's struggles. That's where the issue comes into play. The reason why I'm so the reason why I have an issue with how aggressive Donald Trump is against illegal immigration is because and I, I've really looked this up outside of affecting the job market and competition in the job market. When you go to the border towns, when you go to Arizona and Texas and California, outside of the fact where and I could be wrong about this, where I read that um, they get service at the hospitals for I don't even know if that's true or not. Somebody let me know if that's like illegal immigrants who come here. If they go to a hospital for service, they'll get service for free. And that comes out of the taxpayers. dollars. I don't know how true that is. Let me look, look, that, let me look, look that up. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get on a, I don't get on a primal level. What's your preoccupation with these people? Because they only, they don't affect us like that. I don't get where they affect us like that. Is MS-13 an effing problem? Yes, it is. MS-13 is definitely a freaking problem. So is the hammer skins. So is the Ku Klux Klan. So is the Rolling 60 Scripts. So is the Sardanials. So is the Nathaniels. Hell, if anything, focus on them niggas. I, well, first, no, get MS-13 out of here first. Get, get MS-13 out of here first. Stamp all of them. But I feel like what he's doing is he's doing that old school Adolf Hitler thing where you just focus on another group of people and blame them for the problem. Blame them for the problem. That's why I'm so aggressive on building the... I, like... Like... I guess, and I this is a very a very leftist argument, but like, bro, like, I don't see how much of a big issue they're causing. Do we need stronger border control? I guess so. They keep getting in the getting in the numbers that uh in the numbers that FBI the FBI statistic page are suggesting. Then yes, but at the same time, don't make it seem like they are destroying the nation. Like Trump makes it seems like Mexicans and El Salvadorians and Belizeans are literally coming over here with pipe bombs and nuclear and nuclear glue to, to just destroy all of uh, New Mexico up into Colorado. Like it's not even that serious, bro. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is another reason why I'm, this is another reason why I don't like that that uh I don't, why I don't like that that narrative that um this is another reason why I don't like that. That narrative that he's using to kind of more or less wage war against immigrants to say the least. Because and all the minorities who are followers of the Republicans, all the minorities who are followers of Trump, hear me clearly when I tell you this. And I'm neither Democrat or Republican. I'm leaning more to Democrat today. Hear me, hear me clearly when I tell you this. Hear me clearly. Watch as that circle that you're in, that group that you're in, watch as that circle tightens. Watch as it tightens. The idea of being a conservative, conservative, and I know when people bring up the difference between Democrats and Black uh, Republic, Democrats and Republicans, they say that back in the day, Republicans all used to be Black or whatever, whatnot, and all the what was it? The Demo- Republicans used to all be Black, or whatever, whatnot, back in the day. Although I will, I will say back in the day, you can't really argue because back in the day, it wasn't like we had like really a that we just got voting rights back then, so it wasn't like we really knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> there was some ups in first 23 years to be in we put the box in we put the yeah nigga give over that one okay boss you feel me so it's like a little bit but um watch as that circle tightens 
the idea of being conservative, I think from the key heart issue of it is you care about the people who look like you and they care about the people who are around you. Who are you? It's easy to blame the Mexicans. It's easy to blame the El Salvadorans. It's easy to blame them when they're not of your group. You feel like there's something totally different. And I like that, you know, with the black conservatives, black for Trumps, I like that they're all gathered together and they have this whole little, you know, they have a Facebook group, a WhatsApp group. They all talk and meet with each other to go to Starbucks and discuss uh, business ideas for buying McDonald's, whatever, whatnot. That's cute. That's lovely. That's cool. But all I'm going to keep saying is this. If. But all I'm, go- all I'm going to keep all I'm going to keep saying is this. All I'm going to keep saying is this. All I'm going to keep all I'm going to keep saying is this is all I'm going all I'm going to, all I'm going to keep saying is this is watch is that circle tightens. Hear me out clearly. I'm keep telling you because if, at some point, let's say for example, by within three years that wall was built. And truthfully, I'll be honest, when it comes to the border wall, maybe you should strengthen the wall because they're still coming in in high numbers. With that being said, watch when that wall is done being constructed and it's nice as pictures of all the people who who painted and shit as a bunch of Snapchats. Dude, we built the wall. We're keeping all the brown people out. Now, now the focus isn't on. Now the focus isn't on them. Now the focus is on you. Okay, so now the Mexicans are legally coming in here. Let's talk about the crime rates. Let's talk about how statistics Statistics say that most homicide, that 50 51% of homicides committed in this country are committed by black people. So now let's start checking on the niggas. Let's see, see what's up with them. Let's check with the Mexicans. See, I, I see a lot of people, Mexicans for Trump, Latinos for Trump. Let's focus on the ones that are here. I'm telling you. And call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me a hater. Call me somebody who just whatever, whatnot. Call me a, whatever you want to call me. That's just my personal belief. So just watch where that, watch that. Trust me. I'm at the point now where. I'm tired of us making excuses for Trump. I've said here, man, I've made so many. I'm, I'm tired of making excuses for somebody being a dick, for somebody being a leader, being a dick. The I, the, the main point I always used to make was it's only so much I can fault that man on because I have been criticized. I didn't have people up in my ears telling me that I say stuff that's racist, say stuff that's bigoted, say stuff that's insensitive, say stuff that's hyper hypersexual. And that's why I'm trying to stop cursing. That's why I'm trying to get to a point where I word myself better. I'm never changing my opinion. I'm not doing that because I didn't work too hard on this podcast to get to the point where I feel like I have to change who I am because you got attitude. I'm just changing my I'm just I'm stop I'm refraining from using curse words because I feel like I have a good enough grasp of the English language to express myself without using curse words. Um with that being said, with that being said, I used to all it's like the same thing with cops. The excuse I used to always make for cops when they would shoot black men who were unarmed was, you know, they're scared. They're in a moment where they're terrified. Okay. With that being said, we pay you. We're paying you our tax dollars because that's the main go to the lot of people go to. Our tax dollars, our tax dollars, our tax dollars are paying you, are paying you to be more trained, to be more able minded and think more logically in that situation than I am. When I'm doing this podcast, when I'm trying to, to, when I'm trying to solicit, get you to listen to me and I'm putting all these videos out. I'm doing it with the idea that you think that there's something about me that makes me be able to either make things more entertaining, either either make things more digestible, make topics, make occurrences that are going around the world, make it more entertaining and make it more digestible for you to under for you to interpret while you're driving away from here to, to in and out. 
And if ever you're in, going to In-N-Out and I'm somewhere near by you, feel free to get me a burger and order me a milkshake. Chocolate, please. Uh, no, vanilla. vanilla. Not chocolate, chocolate. Let's make it a swirl. But, uh, yeah. If, dude, if I get me a beautiful woman who knows how to make milkshakes, that's life. But anyway, uh, so that's my point when it comes to that. It's the same thing with the cops. The same thing with the president. I don't know. I want you guys to let me know. What do you think about this? What do you think about what I talked about today? I want you guys to hit me up in the comments. Let me know. Um, got a lot of recording I have to do right now. So with that being said, much love, peace, and grease. Stay blessed. Stay black. Stay brown. Stay beautiful. Stay white. Stay stay white. Stay bright. Stay colored. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five.